We are live, but we're not ready yet. I know you're ready to talk. We ain't ready to talk. So you just sit back. We'll be back in a minute. Oh my goodness, I am so excited to be with you today on this January the 20th, 2021, on the day that we experienced American history. Today was Inauguration Day. We'll talk about that with our special guest. I wanted to bring up my special friend and our special guest so that we can get it in. I hope that you are rocking your pearls and chucks today, at least in your heart. If you don't have them on, I actually got up this morning and made myself some earrings to go with my necklace that I found. The necklace broke. I said, okay, I'm going to fix it. And then I didn't have any earrings. I said, that's okay. We're going to make it happen. And we are going to show solidarity in sisterhood and bring it up together. So I'm not going to hold you guys up anymore. Um, I want to hear firsthand some thoughts about how in the inauguration has impacted your thoughts for today. You know, it's not so much about what's going to happen, what's going to ha happen next, but how today's events influence you as an individual, either as a woman, as a woman of color, or in any way, whether it has to do with your political party or just your thoughts and feelings as a whole. We want to talk about the table today. We want to talk about that today, but with no further ado, I want to bring up my special co-host for the day, Keisha Dixon, transformational coach. Hey, Keisha, Thank How you. are you? Oh my God. It's a brand new day. It's a happy day. I'm wonderful. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm so glad that you have joined us today. And like I said, I think there was just something different in the energy for today. Absolutely. Absolutely. We. It feels to me like we've just ushered in the new. Having walked through four years of the shadow of death, we've ushered in the new. <laughs> Yes, Lord. I do believe that for some, it's felt like the shadow of death. It was almost, and this is just almost, but it was almost like January 20th was going to be the real New Year's Eve. Yeah. Because it kind of feels like 2020 still ain't over yet. <laughs> 2020 is over. 2020 is hindsight, right? Hindsight. Um, it does feel like a brand new day. and. Yeah. I don't know about anyone else. I don't know about you, Lisa, but I feel so energized. I just feel renewed and refreshed. Um, absolutely. Yeah. And invigorated like, with the possibilities. Absolutely. We get to we get to feel into hope and possibility again. It feels like this cloak of hypervigilance has been lifted off. Oh my God. It's wonderful. It is wonderful. It is wonderful. And I actually think about, I think about, I hearken back to as a child, it was always the aspiration that one day uh, we'd have a black president, right? That was the, that was the, that was almost the admonishment to children in uh, elementary school, black and brown children. You can be the president one day, even you can be the president one day. And we didn't really have any examples of that, right? So right. Uh, then fast forward now, and I'll use my personal, uh, my personal history. I have a grandson who's six. 
Mm-hmm. Right. So in his lifetime, he has had a black president yes. and a black female vice president. Yes. Yes. Come on. It brings that- me back to when Obama was inaugurated at President Obama. And I called my my father was the first person I called. And I'm like, hello, black man. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. Now I was in awe. Um, I didn't get to watch the um, the inauguration speeches live because I was actually working. Yeah. But I did scan through, and I was catching some people snippets just to, so that I could get a moment, almost through osmosis. Yes. Of what was going on, and one picture. It's bringing me to tears right now. Where. First Lady Obama did like this. Yes. To Vice President Kamala Harris. Yes. Yes. It's almost as if even as you're sharing that, how you can even feel all the people that came before First Lady Obama and Vice President Harris that brought us to this point in history. Yeah, I don't know why I came to the show without tissue. I cry if we're talking about cats. I mean, I cry about anything because I'm just so sensitive, my husband says. <laughs> so, but um, yeah, it, it was a powerful moment. It was a teaching moment. And mm. it was a moment that I hope that we can learn as women, period, not, not only uh, uh, women of color, but women that I can see you doing great. It doesn't dim my light. It lights my way. Absolutely. Oh, my God. brings goosebumps. Yes. I'm trying to find something to wipe my face with because I'm leaking. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I did all my crying on Monday and even last night. (laughs) All right. I'm trying to hold it together. It's not going to work, but I'm going to try. Let it go. Just let it go. I won't be able to see. So (laughs) that moment for me, overshadowed everything else. It actually became a beautiful overshadowing of even four years. Yes, you know, absolutely. I needed that. So when you think about the inspiration of today, whether it's the new regime, whether it's the thoughts that um, all things are possible or just uh, the quote that um, President Biden said, um, joy cometh in the morning. Oh, God. Good God. Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> the morning has come. The morning hey. has come. It has. Yeah, there were so many. I, I took away so many um, inspirations and aha moments just from watching the mm-hmm. inauguration. You know, there was a poet. I wrote it down. Um, Amanda Gorman. Did you get to see her? I only saw I only saw um, information about her. I'm going to go back and watch the whole thing, but I know she's a 22 year old. She's the youngest African American poet to uh, recite at the inauguration, yeah. and she was so powerful. Absolutely. She was wearing a, um, a a ring that was of a caged bird that Oprah had gifted to her as a nod to Maya Angelou, Dr. Maya Angelou. Yeah. <laughs> there was one line of her poem. The entire poem was absolute. 
a beautiful expression. It was brilliant and genius. And, and it was like a healing bomb. There was one line that rang so true. I heard it over and over. There is always light if only we are brave enough to see it. There oh, is always light if only we are brave enough to be it. Absolutely. And that said it all. That said it all. I, yeah. it just, we've walked through so much darkness. This this last four years has brought up on a collective United States and global level has brought yeah. up all of these shadows, these dark shadows that have been in our hearts, right? And on individual um, levels too, we had to really take a look internally what's going on in our own hearts. And we were shocked and horrified to see some of the dross that came up, but it came up and it came up through a pressure pot and it was exposed to the light and the darkness could not win. It cannot prevail. It cannot prevail. It, it cannot, cannot prevail. No. And I, and I think we run from that. Go ahead, finish the thought. Yeah, and it's it, it takes bravery. It takes courage to face those shadows and to face those demons and to face those old rules and systems and paradigms. It takes courage to do that, but we did it. We did it. We did it. We did we it. Made it. <laughs> we made it. We made it. Wow. I'm telling you, when I think about when I think about how different today was from four years ago. Yeah. And the weight and the feeling of foreboding that oh. fell over our country. It yeah. is it's, it's 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 there's no other way to say it, but it's like night and day. It is night and day. It's absolutely night and day. Um, I, in the last four years, I have never once um, equated the man who exited the building's name with the word president because there was there there was no leadership in him, so he was never mine. <laughs> yeah, and so that was actually a challenge for me because I hold that position in such high regard that even though I was very uh, disenchanted, unenamored with mm -hmm. the incumbent at the time, it was still very distasteful for me to hear him referred to in disrespectful ways, although I could not personally ever say, like you said, my president or even the president. Right. So- yeah. I don't think I called him anything for four oh, years. Oh, I, I, I was very disrespectful with it. I, <laughs> I, My husband was, anything, but... <laughs> I couldn't, I just, I, I couldn't, I, I didn't want to. I think that was yeah. what it was. I didn't want to. I almost felt like by doing that, how much that, that, that I wouldn't be much better than him. But I don't think that that's the case, but it was just a feeling. Yeah, no, and you bring up such a good point. And, and, and that's what I mean by we all got to see our own individual and collective shadows. And for me, call, being very disrespectful with it and calling him anything, but I was playing in my shadow, my own shadow of hate and disregard and, and dismissal. Irreverence. Comes Irreverence. Up. Oh, I was, I was, I was dancing in it. I was playing yeah. in it. But here's the thing: when you, when, when, when you, when the shadow is exposed to light, you either get to decide to stay in the shadow or yeah. come into the light. But once it's been exposed to the light, and you've made a choice of what yeah. you're going to do, nothing can shake you. Like me yeah. standing here and saying, "Yeah, I was irreverent." 
I don't feel any way about it. I was, I was irreverent. Right. It was what it was. It was what it was. I am what I am. That was my free choice, free will. What I was not was a victim to, oh my God, I have to say that he's this, that, or the other. Yes. No, absolutely. And and I never wanted to put that part on anyone. I never wanted to put that part on anyone, but it's just, it's, it's going to be an interesting next, next four years, but definitely Mm -hmm. an interesting next few days. Just almost yeah. as we uh, peep over and see what's what's really what what's real and what's not, and <laughs> right? Yeah, you know? because, right. Because it felt like we were living in the upside down world for a lot of us, not all of us, right? Uh, the seventy-four million people were absolutely aligned with the incumbent, uh-huh. um, right? But for a lot of us, it felt like an upside down world. This veil of hypervigilance has been removed and yet we're still like, okay, what change has come? What is that gonna look like? So it invokes this uh, 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 in excitement, yes, but also there's a little fear response in there too. A little trepidation, some trepidation is mm-hmm. in there yeah. as well. But I wanna flip it though, because what's also in there is hope. Hope for tomorrow, hope. For tomorrow, absolutely. Uh, oh, what What are some of the things that that you uh, did? You have an opportunity to discuss it with your children. You, I know that you. Yeah, I've been discussing it with them. Um, I love to hear some of that perspective. I, one thing that um, I kept saying over and over is, "Well, third time's a charm. Never give up." This is the third time that President Biden has run for office. Yeah, he didn't give up, right? Um, Vice President Harris ran for office also. And sometimes our ultimate goal takes stepping stones. And so now she's the vice president. And the next natural step, if she should choose and the country should choose, would be for her to be president. Never give up. Just because it doesn't come the first time doesn't mean it's not meant for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. That will be an interesting uh, election season. That will be a tremendously uh, interesting when we, when and if we get to see her in the primary slot yes. for uh, to run our country. Yeah. And so, I think one of the things that I will charge those that I'm connected with, if they haven't already, I certainly believe that the turn of events that we've already experienced is, should have, if you have any correlation with. Uh, higher power or spiritual source that there should have been an engagement of prayer um, as we went through everything we went through in the past four years, right? But certainly hope that now we can redirect our prayers to the leaders of this country to shore them up, to uh, give them direction and protection for the guidance of this country. Yes. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting because I there were there were multitudes of people praying for the incumbent, and um, a lot of them were very what do you say soulish prayers, mm-hmm. prayers that were coming from this perspective of what their flesh wanted, um, prayers coming from a perspective of of the lack matrix, right? It has to be them or us rather than creating this heaven on earth experience. We can experience heaven on earth. It doesn't have to be a war. And um, so those prayers fell, fell to the ground. Yeah. 
they they did, but I don't think that that has to be the case. I think, like you said, we need to identify or we need to remember how to pray. We need to remember how to pray. It's not necessarily for what I want or for you want, but for God's will yeah. to be done. That's for right. Will to be done, and if we can do that and link together, arm in arm, shoulder to shoulder, to move this 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 regime or this time forward, so yeah. that it benefits all of us. Mm -hmm. um, that was also a point that I that I thought. Uh, was it important to resonate? I heard it in one of the snippets that I was listening to in the inauguration speech and about the unity, about the bringing us together, not a Republican country or a democratic country, but the Republic to which right. it stands, right? right. The, the unified nation. Do you, do you think that we're going to get to the place where that is without a common enemy, where it is again prideful to be an American, regardless of what color you look like, regardless of which political party you align with, but that we are just Americans. Yeah, I, I think we're definitely um, two steps closer to that now. The first step happening on, um, unfortunately, the events that happened on January 6th. I think January 6th, as, as divisive as as it looked was a unifying event because it woke so many people up like, whoa, wait a minute. That ain't me. Yeah, yeah. it woke them up. They had to say, no, 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 no. I'm not with that. Right. Yeah. Right, right. And it doesn't matter um, at the end of the day what any particular leader, church leader, political leader has to say. How do you feel about what you're seeing and experiencing and witnessing? And I think that really jolted people in their heart like oh i didn't this is not what i signed up for and, and yet it is <laughs> but this isn't what i signed up for so i think that was one step closer you know it was an awful event to witness um and then today we're we're another step closer bullying and fighting and lying is not going to create a heaven on earth experience that we all want yeah I, I think I, I think I'll have to agree. I think I'm looking forward to um, what a new conversation is going to look like. And I and we talked about it a little bit this morning on our show with my husband. Uh, he and I actually disagreed a bit. I caught that. Did you catch it? I I, I, I I don't want secret. I don't want that secret uh, dissent or division. I I don't think. I mean, I didn't like it having it out in the open, but at least I knew where they were. Yeah, I mean, this was, it, it, I, I'm in agreement with you. I don't want it to be hidden. I don't, I, I want it to come into the light. This was more than racism or systemic racism. This was also about classism and elitism. Yeah, and, um, yeah, and, and also, you know, uh, New World Order, that's what this was about. There was definitely an overarching, um, storyline that was happening that a lot of people just weren't aware of. Yeah, a lot of extremism, mm -hmm. a lot of extremism. And definitely while I could understand wanting to live in a peaceful place where I don't have to worry about what anybody's thinking and all of those other things, but I also think that that's, to me, it's unarmed. You, you're un you don't know where, what you might be walking into. We saw it play out on January 6th when, right. when exactly. right? because 
If the cameras weren't rolling, if this wasn't 2020, we would have, I, I think it would have been a very different situation, a very different situation because the enemy was from inside. It was hidden inside of us, in, yeah. inside of all of us. It, that was an outward manifestation of, of some of the swampy gunk that's within all of us. And it, re it really could have taken the country down. And uh, absolutely, and and it and the problem with it was that it was emboldened by the Word leadership in that matter. Yeah, words matter. It was emboldened. I mean, that was a direct call. If anyone was ever confused about dog whistles, it couldn't have gotten any louder. Exactly. Exactly. Actually, that dog whistle is a, a phrase that I've only just recently learned. I, I, mm -hmm. I didn't understand it. I knew what a dog whistle was as it relates to the dog, but I didn't understand what it meant um, as it relates to something that could seem nebulous to one audience. It could be a nebulous phrase or a nebulous saying, but the one that it's actually pointed to they know exactly what it is. Picks it up and runs with it. It's like at the debate, the first debate, stand back and stand by. That was a dog that's, whistle. Come on, that's a dog whistle right there. For January 6th. Loud and clear. Yeah, yeah, loud, loud and clear. And when it's not in your face, I mean, if it hadn't been so much in our face, then there would have been, I think it was how many, 30 or 60 National Guard troop members today on guard that were absolutely in uh, aligned with the rhetoric coming from the incumbent person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. So I wanted to, oh, here's, here's another thing that I've enjoyed today. I've enjoyed the solidarity in the sisterhood. Yes. I've enjoyed the solidarity in the pearls. And yeah, my energetic pearls. <laughs> I didn't have any chucks to wear. My mom is a chuck wearer, but I prefer to be barefoot as much as I can. But <laughs> but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that solidarity, not so much just for um, the the placating or the trending or anything. But I think it it was almost a a um, a call to unity. Absolutely, that we haven't heard in so long. A call to, you know, let's stand together. Let's show our solidarity. Let's come together. And celebrate this moment. Celebrate. On the right side of history. Yes. It's been a long time coming. I mean, what, 108 years ago, women couldn't even vote. Couldn't even vote. Mm -hmm. And now she's holding position and we have a tremendous... Uh, a tremendous number of women in government, powerful women in government. Yeah. And I'm just looking forward to seeing what um what what is 2031 gonna look like? Like <laughs> I got a credit card in the mail, a new credit card, mm -hmm. and the expiration date was 2031. Wow. <laughs> I could have been uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you can you about? imagine? Like mm -hmm. I, I <laughs> I was so shocked. I would have never uttered that date at this point conscientiously. My grandson, I think, is the class of 3031 because he's, he's, he's 2031. Tw yeah, mm -hmm. 2031, not 3031. <laughs> 2031, right? So 
he, even in looking at that, I was like, well, I'm not going to be there for that. But that's really only 10 years from now. It's only 10 years from now. But even the fact that, yeah, when you say 2031, I'm like, yeah, what does that look like? To me, that means that we are in this um, phase of the universe, phase of, of mankind, of intervention, where we absolutely, you and I and everyone watching has the opportunity to create those things that have never been seen before. Anything. 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 Like it's almost, that's a call to action for today. Yes. Take some time, get a pen and a paper, go sit outside, look up at the sky and let your visions come. Let them come because the angelic sphere is stirring. It's open. It's wide open. It's open. And and whenever there's an open heaven, an open window, an open door or portal, that means along with that comes judgment. And we've seen, we've seen the judgment that comes. It came swiftly, right? Mm -hmm. And there's an open heaven. And so now really is the time to let your imagination go wild. It is. And I'm so grateful because I have the opportunity to do that for the next uh, five days, actually. I am going on vacation. Today has been the longest day ever. When we get (laughs) off of here, I'm going to close my eyes for 30 minutes. But we're going to the mountains. And I plan Mm -hmm. specifically to use some of that mountain backdrop to open up the energetic chakras that are connected to creation to bring about yeah. manifestation. Oh my and, god. Oh my god. I'm excited. I'm like tingling right now. Thank Absolutely. you so much. That's gonna be that's gonna be amazing. Um that's gonna be amazing, particularly as you as you feel into your um second chakra and run it through your heart. Absolutely your desire and run it right through your heart and just uh see it come to life. It is, it is, and it is going to fully engage and become manifest. Without a doubt, it has to. We were created to be creators. We're creating. Absolutely. I completely agree. I I say the same thing. You are a co-creator with with God. You are Mm -hmm. created in this image to do that. And I am just excited. Now, that's what this time has done for me. It's, it's, It's stirred it up. Yeah. Uh, You were talking about the dross that comes up, right? So all of that gunk and stuff that gets out of the way. But that's also part of the purification process that so often we look to avoid because it's ugly. It's nasty. It's got yucky stuff in it. But if we don't bring it to the surface, we can't skim it off. That's right. And, you know, I'm feeling right now um, resurrection, resurrection. Those things that you thought were dead. Bring them back up to life too, because that the spirit of resurrection resides within us as well. I mean, it's the same spirit. Yes, breathe new life into it. Yes. And put it into a new perspective, understanding that there's a time and a season for all things and everything under the sun. It's possible that the vision, the vision that you had was premature. Right. And oftentimes we try to hasten a vision. And I often believe that that's why God doesn't give us the big pictures. Because as we saw everything yeah. we up there, step 17, and he'd be like, if you don't hold on and get over here, step five waiting for you. That is so me. <laughs> <laughs> step five is right here waiting on you. 
And you want 17. Yeah, but you know, when step five doesn't look glamorous, I, I'm. It never does. <laughs> never. It never does. It never does. But you know what? Step 16 doesn't look glamorous either. It's when you, it's 17 and 18, that's like, yes. <laughs> it is about in God's own time. And that's why these moments must be embraced. When you feel, feel it, when you see the energetics, the energetic force field working towards you, when you can feel the angels coming back and saying, it's time, I'm here to do my job. I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. Yeah. You send me, you better, you better dispatch them with something to do. And that's why it was so important to write that vision. Absolutely. Because when you write the vision and you make it plain, you can run on it. Cause what's gonna happen is, oh, it's time for that. Hold on, I got it. Then you can go bring it and you can send it forth to do what it is supposed to do. That's right. You're, it's like you're you're in my living room. Um, ask has been a big thing for me over the past few days. I like, oh, ask, ask, ask and receive, ask and receive, ask and receive. And um, there's an old up until now part of me that doesn't really like to ask. I, I like to be. I'd like to feel um, independent and I don't have to ask for anything, but this asking and then allowing yourself to receive what you've asked for is so powerful. It really is a technology all on its own. It is. Mm -hmm. It's not only a, a technology on its on, on its own, um, Keisha, it is by divine design. It is. You see, if we could do it on our own, we likely would. Right. Because we would not have to heal our hearts right. from mm -hmm. those areas yeah. where we have been disappointed. We would not have to heal our hearts for those areas where we have been let down. But the word of God clearly says that every joint supplieth and is fitly joined together. Yes. And we can't get to that place of joinedness unless we process forgiveness whether it's for each other, for ourselves, for some past ought, whatever those things might be. That's right. Then, and that's why you can't do it by yourself. That's right. Because sometimes, this, particularly with forgiveness, and I know that's a trigger word for a lot of people, um, but particularly with forgiveness for self, sometimes without having a reflection to look back on, you don't even realize that you need to forgive yourself for something. You right. just feel like, yeah, it's the truth. I should have known better. That's just the truth. And, and that's why it's necessary to, to, to get to a place. And I hope I, I'm going to I'm going to implore every woman to have a find your woman. I don't care who that is. Find your woman that God has shown you that you can trust to be your mirror. Yeah. So the two of you together can pluck beams and take spikes out of one another's eyes and become what you need to be in order to create everything that God has put in your heart. That's right. You absolutely need that. Yeah. And your woman, when I hear that, it reminds me of the, the passage that says iron sharpens iron. Your absolutely. woman isn't necessarily your ride and die who's going to go with you. She's, no, and she's not absolutely that door not. At the hotel room. <laughs> she's yeah. not that one. <laughs> not that one. Because she's going to have to point out some things that are going to make you uncomfortable. But you are going to have to do some heart work, some self-healing first. And you may need a guide for that. Yes. You may need a coach for that. 
I, I promise you that the best of our progress is made with guidance, someone leading the way, someone showing us where to go, and then get to a place where you're willing to admit that you don't know everything. That's right. That's right. Because we're all whole and complete. We are. Absolutely. And everyone holds a different key and we need all of the keys. We need all the keys. Mm -hmm. We need all the keys and we're supposed to. Thank you, Brittany. She said this is a great uh, conversation. Thank Rebecca, well-spoken women. Well, amen, Rebecca. Thank you for joining us. And uh, we are glad to have you, Miss Phyllis. Thank you so much. Queen, I appreciate you all for joining us today. The time has flown by. This is only a 30-minute segment and it is now 4.30. Do you have wow. a last word, a last word that you want to share, Keisha? Yeah, um, it's not over till it's over. So get out there and dream. <laughs> dream, absolutely. Thank you so much. You all know my word is permission to be amazing has already been granted. So you need to step forth into the greatness that God has predestinated you for. Mm -hmm. I will see you all later. I love you. God bless Thank you. you so much. Bye, everyone. Meanwhile, keep walking on water. <laughs>